Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this, my latest uh, community podcast uh, during the coronavirus uh, crisis, when I've been connecting with people from across the Northwest Hampshire constituency, talking about the challenges that they've faced, how they're dealing with the crisis, how they're helping others, um, and trying to illustrate to listeners and viewers on Facebook uh, that for many people, you know, the, this crisis has been a period of intense activity, and no one. Um, uh, probably has been more in the eye of the storm uh, than my guest today, um, Alan Carruthers, um, who very kindly showed me around the Ocado plant um, uh, when I visited it uh, just on the edge of Andover a couple of years ago, uh, when he was area ma or plant manager, I think, for, for the Andover. He's now um, UK engineering operations manager um, and joins us today to talk about how Ocado have been getting on. Alan, hi there. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Now, great to have you. Thanks very much for coming. Lovely to see you again. Now, you guys have obviously been in, in the eye of the storm uh, yeah. uh, for, this, uh, for this crisis because, obviously, the need for online deliveries has soared uh, during the pandemic. Do you want to just take us through what you guys have been doing to deal with it, how you coped, and, and some of the challenges that you face as you adapt to this massive extra demand? Sure. I mean, I think... First of all, I mean, I think I'd like to say a kind of an extraordinary kind of uh, thank you to the extraordinary efforts made by our staff and our suppliers during this challenging period. Their response and reaction has been amazing. Um, and uh, how we've been able to step up and feed the nation, support with the other supermarkets has been excellent. Um, I mean, I think Ocada remains in a very strong position. And I think, well, we should be grateful that our challenges remain around growth and expansion. You know, we've got empathy for others who are suffering, you know, you know, much worse things in this kind of situation. Um, as you say at the beginning, the demand just increased overnight. It was like Christmas plus, but without any other planning. Uh, and we saw phenomenal traffic onto our website. Um, so it required some fairly difficult decisions to be made. Um, but we had ultimately to prioritize the most vulnerable and our loyal customers who, you know, who had uh, used the service previously. Um, we had to adapt our platform and make changes to the kind of the website, um, you know, introduce like queuing, you know, queuing systems. We had to take the app down, unfortunately, um, to try and manage that flow. But we're now delivering to significantly more customers and ever more groceries uh, across the UK than we've ever done before. You know, a significant uplift in volume. Um, the number of items in customers' baskets kind of hit that peak, you know, when people, there was an element of kind of panic buying going. It is yeah. still very high, I mean, because clearly people aren't eating out in restaurants and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but we took initiatives like, you know, stopping the delivery of bottled water, you know, and that enabled us to do about 6,000 more orders a week. So, again, that's just all valuable uh, steps that we kind of took. And people can do without that kind of water in times like this. Um, yeah. I think for, for our staff, though, we also took initiatives like recognizing all the frontline staff and they got a 10%. A bonus on top of their kind of basic work and pay. Uh, and throughout, we've tried to maintain all the kind of things that, you know, that we're proud of in terms of our low price promise and Tesco, you know, Tesco price matching, that kind of thing as well, to try and uh, make sure that we satisfy not only the demand, but keep people, you know, that value and, and service. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, uh, you know, as a family who've been a card of customers, I think we're getting on for a decade now. Um, we obviously saw the adaptation, the app being closed, the queuing on the website, but as far as we could see, you did a remarkable job to keep things up and running um, in the face of this huge surge in demand. 
uh, from people. It's been uh, it's been amazing. Now, how how many staff actually do you have working on the Andover site at the moment? Um, so and um, on the Andover site, quite hard to sort of keep them safe. How is how is the operation working there? Yeah, so we, we've managed to keep the delivery side of the operation running in Andover. So we've now got about 350 staff there who uh, operate our vans and our, our lorries, you know, from the site. Um, we've also created a bot workshop on the same business park, which has enabled us to retain our highly skilled engineering staff. And we've got over 50 of them working there as well. And they're supporting our area site, maintaining and repairing bots as well. So that's been really successful in terms of doing that. Uh, to protect the health and safety of our colleagues, we've worked in conjunction with government advice and from medical experts, and we've made over 60 odd changes to our facilities, either in the warehouses or in our delivery kind of spokes and hubs. You know, things like temperature checking all staff when they arrive on site, you know, to test for fevers. And we've recently also introduced antibody testing for COVID-19 as well. So again, that has been extremely valuable because it's the asymptomatic people which you would never know about that we've been able to kind of identify and then uh, been able to, to isolate them from kind of work and so on. So yeah, we've been very, very reactive and responsive to that. Um, we also kind of continue to react and respond as the advice changes, you know, so this is a kind of evolving picture, isn't it? And I think um, the kind of the guidance the government's giving and we also uh, employ the services of uh, Professor Richard Lyons, um, and again, he's been giving us excellent medical information, you know, up-to-date medical information, which we've been able to use as well to influence the decisions and steps that we've been taking as well. Okay, good. I mean, I, I've obviously been uh, dealing with a lot of businesses in my own inbox um, um, and, you know, getting, coming to grips with the government guidance and what's required to adapt to continue to operate in this uh, in this area has been tricky for some. I'm, I'm glad that you found it, uh, you found it helpful. Um, and that you're staying in touch. I mean, obviously, presumably, Ocado um, have been part of the kind of supermarket discussion uh, yes, with yes. DEFRA about the yeah, food yes. supply chain over the last few months, um, uh, which I, I have to say has been, as as was told, we were all told right at the start, very resilient. Yeah, we've been we've dialed into all of those kind of conversations as well. We continue to get that advice. Um, I think giving our staff and contractors who work for us, you know, that key worker status has enabled us to maintain and run the service really effectively. You know, we had some initial challenges at the start with some people being stopped, you know, but thankfully that's all kind of eased now. And actually we were able to work pretty smoothly and effectively, you know, kind of within the realms of, you know, the kind of the restrictions placed on people. So yeah, it's been very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, we I obviously had a conversation with uh, uh, one or two of your senior management um, early on in the crisis um, about the interaction between your workers and the police um, where I think a few of them were being stopped on their way uh, in an absolute severe lockdown stopped on their way to work and hopefully we managed to to sort that out a sort of helpful uh, ho hopefully a helpful step that I could take now one of the other things we ought to bear in mind is obviously you're moving around between people's homes and, and you've obviously adapted to keep customers safe. What, what's yeah. the sort of message to customers about the new sort of operation? You're not collecting bags, for example, at the moment. Yeah, so, look, keeping our staff and our customers safe has been our top priority throughout all of this. Um, and that's been absolutely paramount. We introduced contact-free deliveries on the doorstep. So, you know, whereas your driver might come in and send them to your kitchen for you previously, that's all now tra transaction on the doorstep. Um, you mentioned uh, we're not taking carrier bags at the moment. We hope in the future 
we'll be able to take those back. So if you've been storing them up, then again, we'll probably be taking those back. Whether we can take them all back in one lump sum might be a different thing, but we'll definitely be coming back with some communication on that. We've introduced additional cleaning at the start and end of all our van routes, so the vans can be sanitized and cleared down as well. Um, and again, like I mentioned previously, all of our staff are temperature checked and we've introduced the kind of the antibody testing as well. So all of our drivers get regularly tested daily for temperature and then they're on a testing regime in terms of that uh, COVID-19 antibody test as well. Okay, that sounds amazingly comprehensive, a cracking job. Um, excellent news for, as I say, as a, as a customer and hopefully for the new customers, the many new customers that you've acquired over the last couple of months. Um, now, obviously, uh, you all hit the news uh, for a horrible different reason um, a couple of years ago when that uh, beautiful warehouse that I visited in Andover um, went up in flames. Um, it was a terrible, terrible fire, and I know a huge shock uh, both to the company and indeed to the town. Yeah. Um, uh, in the aftermath, um, you know, I think everybody recognized that the co your company did a fantastic job actually looking after employees and uh, doing its duty by everybody in and around Andover. Um, but the future's looking bright, I think, uh, now. We've certainly been, I've been working uh, with you over the last uh, couple of years to make sure that you get the permissions and all the rest of it and keep that investment in, in Andover. But as you rebuild um, the warehouse, is COVID impacting that or are we still on track? What's the picture looking like for the future of Ocado in Andover? Um, the contractor Glencar Construction and the Ocado project team have worked really hard to ensure the safety of any of the staff involved on the, on the building site. And, and thankfully, we've been able to continue throughout. Fortunately, as far as the build goes, the stage we're at at the moment uh, has meant that we're predominantly using large machinery and we're also at lower manning levels that might be that, that might be at the peak. That means social distancing and other initiatives have been able to be implemented to keep the kind of the staff safe, which has really helped in terms of keeping that build on track. We had some supply chain issues at the start, you know, with some steel and concrete, but thankfully we've been able to work through those and uh, work around any delays we had. I mean, there may be some future issues which have yet to be realised, but at the moment, plans are kind of on progress and we're, you know, we're on time. I think if there's any silver lining from the fire, and it all, clearly it was a horrible event, you know, watching that unfold, um, is that we've been able to design a new purpose-built customer fulfilment centre. Uh, the previous one was a legacy building and had some inherent design type challenges. We've taken on all the learnings from the Hampshire Fire and Rescue Service, and, you know, we've implemented improved fire safety on site. We've also made significant changes for the robotic technology we use that you saw when you visited. Mm. Uh, and all of that has improved that kind of safety uh, aspect of the building. We've optimized the internal layouts and flows to make the building more efficient. We've improved on the excellent staff facilities that we previously had as well, which I think is really important in terms of that kind of culture and environment. We've also been able to improve the environmental footprint of the building. You know, it's a better insulation. We've got solar panels there now all of which was harder to install on our previous uh, build. Um, we've also enabled uh, the site for hybrid vehicle technology once those vans start to become a reality. So again, I think that's all good news in terms of the environment. Yeah. Um, the build is on track. You know, it's due to reopen in quarter four of 2021. Uh, and we're genuinely really excited about what that means in terms of employment for the economy and, you know, the local economy. And, and hopefully, you know, anyone who used to kind of work there, we've been doing a good job you know, on social media, trying to keep in touch with previous employees, um, you know, because we really valued their contribution. And look, 
it'd be great if some of those could come back and work for Ricardo again in the future. I think that'd be a really nice kind of story if we were able to kind of do that again. Fantastic. And uh, one of the areas of, uh, of work on there that's obviously of interest to you is, is the kind of robotics engineering. What, what will that look like in the future? Is there going to be a, you know, a, a, an engineering plant there or a servicing plant for the robots? Yeah, so the, the site uh, will have roughly the same number of robots as it previously did. Uh, and alongside the site and the drivers and the, and the guys picking the, the shopping, there will also be uh, you know, a highly trained engineering team probably in the region of sort of 60 to 80 engineers, they will be responsible for servicing all of the machinery in the plants and also the kind of the repair and maintenance of any of the robots we use in the building as well. So as I mentioned earlier, we, we've been able to keep nearly 50 of those engineers in employment uh, and they're working at a temporary facility on the same business park in Andover uh, and they're supporting that rapid growth I talked about in errors. Uh, so again, it's going to be great. Once the site opens, they'll transition from the current little workshop we've got into the, the kind of the bigger plant as well. Fantastic. Well, it does sound like the, uh, this whole period has been an incredibly busy one for you, and it's, it'd be very reassuring to the, to the whole town of Andover and indeed the surrounding area um, that the investment in Andover is, is going well um, and is on track and uh, will be better than it was before. Uh, which is which is great news. Look, it's been great to talk to you. Um, thanks very much for coming on. I didn't know, do you have any, as we come into recovery, do you have an overall message for your staff and customers um, as we get into the hopefully uh, slow lifting of the lockdown? Yeah, I mean, look, staff and customer safety remains top priority and we're going to continue to review the situation and adapt and react as required, you know, so again, we'll respond to that. So I just want people to understand that that does remain the top priority. Again, I wanted to echo, you know, thoughts to our staff. Their dedication has been amazing and they continue to react and respond and go over and above to deliver groceries to people. Um, we've continued to operate in Andover despite the fire uh, and, we remained, and, we, and we remain a big employer in the area. And we're generally really excited about the new CFC coming back and, and the thought of increasing that employment opportunity in the town. I mean, Sadly, it looks like some people will be affected as a result of this situation and will lose their jobs. And hopefully, you know, Ricardo can maybe fill some of that gap and look to employ some people who maybe unfortunately have lost their jobs. So I think that's the message. Genuinely excited about coming back. We would welcome back any previous employees or anybody who's looking for work as well. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Um, that's great news. Thank you very much indeed. And as I say, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to to help you as a key part of the, uh, of the Andover economy. Um, listen, it's been great to talk to you today. My wife said to me when I told her that I was interviewing to say in 10 years, Ricardo have never broken an egg. Uh, Is that, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So she, she's very happy um, and long may that continue. So um, thanks very much for coming on today. Uh, we'll obviously put this up on my um, Facebook, kit.malthouse, Twitter at kitmalthouse, the website kitmalthouse.com. Um, and uh, as a podcast, audio only, on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, along with all the back catalogue, um, of which this has been a great episode. So thanks very much indeed, Alan, and good luck for the, for the weeks to come. Thank you very much.